Today is Saturday, December the 3rd, 2016, and this is episode 49 of the Hillcrest Duo. I am Metal John on Twitter, at Metal John Radio, and along with me, as always, Mr. Brad Ristow. I'm at Outsider Brad. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Actually, according to your paycheck, it's Bradley Thomas Ristow. Yes, my middle name is Thomas. I am named after my father in that regard. I'm named after an apostle. I'm Matthew. 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 That's John Matthew Genota. That's a good name. I like it. I like it, too. Um, It's been a while, and unfortunately, you know, just um, a warning already, we're going to be off next week because I will be somewhere. I'll be watching uh, Hamilton about this time next oh, week. Oh, finally uh, seen Hamilton. Yes, can't wait. Got my got my ticket taken to the family. We're going to have a good time, but it's been a while. So before we get into... Brad, let me give some advice. Yeah. I want some advice. Um, uh, brain fart. <laughs> oh, this is. Oh great. no, here you go. Don't, Brad, Brad, let me give you some advice. Don't miss your shot. I will not miss my shot. I'm not throwing away my shot. Good. Don't throw it away. I'm not gonna wait Talk for it. Talk less. I'm not gonna Talk wait for it. Talk less. Smile more. Smile. 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 Okay, but. And we, you know something else though. What? In New York, you could be a new man. Yes. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. In New York, I just you want you to man. burn. Okay, I think we're done. All right. <laughs> but it's been a couple <laughs> weeks, so let's talk about some of the things we did in the two weeks. Damn, two weeks it's been since we last met up. Well, you know me, man. I go to the movies all the time. So I saw a movie, too. I finally. What did you see? I saw Doctor Strange, finally. All right. It's, let's hear it. i got to hear the review. Okay. It's a very enjoyable movie. It's a little standard, but. The mind tricks are amusing, and they're trippy, and I enjoy them. You might not like them, because you said that was one of the things that you were worried about. I have to say, I liked how it ended. I like how they beat the big bad. It still has Marvel bad guy syndrome, where the bad guy is not all that intimidating. Does it tie into other Marvel universes? Um, You get a bit of a tease of the Hulk, yes. Okay. Oh, Thor, Thor, Thor. Well, oh, Thor is right, the one so that is obvious. What happened after the credits? Any, any that was the that was the scene was with Thor teasing the Thor movie coming up. Uh, yeah, everyone was hoping for a maybe Black Panther, maybe Amazing Spider. Well, I mean Spider-Man: Homecoming. By the way, the big news obviously that came out recently is there will be a trailer for Spider-Man: Homecoming attached to Star Wars: Rogue One. Kick ass. So if you're not interested in seeing Star Wars Rogue One, and if you're not, why are you listening to this? But if you're not interested in seeing it um, uh, in that regard, at least you can pay it what eight bucks to see a trailer. People yeah. have done less for more, for, done more for less. Wow. Um, I saw a movie too, Brad. What'd you see? I saw a very overhyped movie that let me down big time. What movie let you down big time? The Arrival. The Arrival. That's oh, the, yeah, the that alien one with the, one with, with the uh, alien one with Lois Lane, aka Amy Adams, yeah, um, and Jeremy Renner. Um, Jeremy another, another, Renner, he's one of those uh, Avenger guys, isn't he? Yeah, he's Hawkeye. <laughs> little little DC Marvel crossover movie mm-hmm. called The Rival. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't like it at all. It was very. It's very thought provoking. Like, yeah, it's not so much focused on. The mysterious alien ships and what their goals are and why they're here. It's not so much that as it's more about Amy Adams and her character. Right. And what her character has an ability and it's focused around that, that her thoughts and her visions. And I was bored with it. I was annoyed with it. And I was just mad that like you tried to, you tried to make me feel like I was going to see maybe a cool sci-fi movie. 
but instead I was watching like a drama play out. Oh, really? So really, so it looks like this suspenseful mystery drama, and it's just a drama. Oh. Well, that's no good. So, But I'm still seeing all these headlines like, best movie 2016, one of the best. No, absolutely not. I will say this, though. I think I told you on the last part. Hacksaw Ridge, mm-hmm. badass war movie, one of the best movies out uh, in theaters right now. Um, I saw Moonlight, movie you probably never heard of. It's an independent movie. I've been seeing um, press clippings about it. Uh, very good movie. Now, that's another movie that's more focused on the drama and the acting and... It's it's very poetic. It's got a good story to it. I I really like that movie a lot. One of the best of the year. Um, uh, apparently that's uh, one of the very high contenders to like get a lot of nominations. Right. Oscar season. So that Moonlight was good, and I saw Bad Santa too. Um, and my guess is acceptable. I, did you like Bad Santa? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little cliched, but you know what? Yeah. They wanted it. Of, it, was, just, it was the start was, of the bad series. Well, I mean. Bad Santa, the first one, I really enjoyed it. I laugh a lot in that movie. But it's one of those movies that it's really dirty and extreme because it can be. Right. They're, uh, it's not, they're not playing for laughs. They're saying, we're going to be dirty because we can be dirty. We're, we're not doing this dirty joke because it's funny. We're just yeah. doing it because we can be dirty, and that's what you're expecting for. That's what you came for. We're going to give it to you. God yeah. Damn so it. Bad Santa 2 did basically the same thing Hangover 2 did, which was kind of retell the same story again. Oh, God. Um, my biggest disappointment was the kid, the kid who was just like an idiot little kid, you know, in the first one that was bullied. Yeah. Is now 21 and fat and he still got the mind of like a five year old. (laughs) And I don't, I don't get it, man. If I could have fixed something about the movie. Oh, the the rest of the movie is just recycled jokes. A lot of the same jokes, a lot of the same bits. That's Uh, a sequel comedy for you. There was some, some funny moments, but the kid character just annoyed the hell out of me because he was such an idiot and still an idiot. What I would have liked to see different is if you would have took the kid, because if you remember in the first Bad Santa movie, he was kind of obsessed with Billy Bob Thornton's character. Yeah. If he would have turned that obsession into, like, him trying to be a mini-me, like him trying to be like Billy Bob Thornton, like talk the same way he does. That would have like, been amusing. mock him. Like, I would have liked to see, like, that from his character. Like, that would have been awesome because... In a way, Billy Bob Thornton was a kid's role model. Right. And you're going to mold yourself after your role model a little bit. You're not just going to be a stupid kid. Forever. Forever. You're not going to be us. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, so let's talk some TV well, shows. Well, I did. Um, uh, I've been continuing to play the Batman Telltale series. Oh, yeah. Those are fun games. I mean, if you're not into um, uh, I know you do a lot of online first-person shooter you know you don't do much RPGing, but this is a game you would enjoy because it's basically not really a game. It's just a choose-your-own-adventure. You get a bunch of dialogue choices, and you get to choose what happens next. There are a few quick-time events. Oh, well, but it's got a really intriguing story involving Catwoman, Vicky Vale, um, Harvey Dent, and Penguin. Well, Oswald Cobblepot. And it just goes in a completely different narrative direction than you would ever expect from it, because they're basically saying it's a new bat. You even meet the Joker, your new friend at the psychiatric oh. hospital, John Doe. Oh, nice. So it's a great game. That's in episode four. The final episode, episode five, has not been released yet. I'm up to episode four. And it's just a really cool and engaging story. And the best part is, with each episode, the choices you make pile up, and it affects the narrative of what happens in the story, which is 
always amazing and always fun, and I just absolutely love these games from Telltale. Earlier this week was the Game Awards. They announced that they're doing a Marvel one. They're going to be doing a Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale game series. So I look forward to that, too. But we have a lot to get into. We have to talk about the Arrowverse uh, epic crossover on the CW. But first, let's talk about a, a bit about Walking Dead as we've been away for a couple weeks. Yeah, we, we've been away for a few weeks. Uh, we last left off uh, uh, episode six. Um, I thought well, I, I thought we were um, uh, even farther back, but um, uh, well, I'm saying were we? Li- I mean, that was the last episode that just aired was episode oh, six. Yeah. But yeah, we're a few weeks uh, we're a few weeks behind talking, but just to kind of get up to speed, um, we've seen a couple of different storylines. Basically, each episode has kind of been a different story. Right. Different story, different areas. We've seen Daryl get his ass kicked over and over and over again and have to listen to really, really bad music. Yep. We've seen the Alexandria survivors um, uh, tremble with fear. Yeah. Um, uh, to Negan and Rick is, he's been he's been emasculated. Yeah. Completely and utterly emasculated. We've seen Hilltop. We've seen we've seen Carl and Enid try to possibly get a lot. A lot of people killed by mm-hmm. being a little careless. Um, Seen the um, uh, the sanctuary of Hilltop and what's going on there. Yep. Gregory turns out is not such a good mayor after all. Nope. Oh, and we got to catch up on Maggie and how she's doing. Yeah. Nice little big punch to the face to get on um, my watch back. Yeah. That was awesome. I did. I did enjoy that. Um, but you know, catching up with the previous, the the last episode we just saw, we got um. Tara and Heath. Tara, basically mainly Tara though, as um, we find out where she's basically been for these first few episodes. Yeah, I mean, she's been on an adventure. A, a lot of people watch episodes like this one, and they kind of scratch their head and 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 wonder. They don't. They wonder what it means in the grand scheme of things because it's focusing on one member of an ensemble cast. Yeah. Without I, much of the ensemble cast. In it, so it's just basically this one episode. It's a one-off, and in some cases, it kind of feels like a placeholder episode while they want to do other things. I mean, and we've seen this before with they, other characters, yeah, and we've seen it before with characters that are not even on the show anymore, to where it feels like that whole episode was a waste of something because it never became relevant to something else. Right. And the, I'm hoping the writers are not doing this to us again. My hope is that maybe these other survivors, like, these, this means something. Yes, you know? that, that they eventually meet up with them. I mean, she said she won't tell them about the um, uh, the cabin dwellers, what, where this um, uh, resort, the, the new colony or whatever. The you new colony call it, is. Yeah. They're not. She's gonna be. Uh, she's going to keep it a secret. But I and hope she, she did, doesn't. She did keep it a secret. And I'm I'm hoping eventually. Things get so um dire in Alexandra in Hilltop that she is forced to um. Uh, reveal the secret as they have to go there for some sort of sanctuary or That's... at least, or maybe Rick makes a rash decision and decides to try and take it over. Yeah. Because I mean, that makes perfect sense because when you think about what Negan and his team are doing, when, when he's going to these groups and, and taking half of their stuff, um, and but yeah. then all of a sudden we've got this mysterious colony and Tara knows about it. Mm-hmm. Tara's holding that close to her right now. Obviously, that's going to come into play. Like eventually, she's going to reveal it. And, she has to. And, and 
And she's going to reveal it for a good reason, though. She's not going to reveal it to throw somebody under the bridge. No. However, Who she that's reveals another possibility. To- what if somebody is about to get their head bashed in, and yeah. she can save them by throwing this other colony? That's another good bus. point. Let's say Negan is about to do it. It's like, I know where this other colony is. Please don't kill him. Kill her. Whoever it is. Yeah. As she tries to save them and just dimes them out. Dimes them out. So I uh, another, another thought I had on Walking Dead, and this is just I saw this in a in a recent uh, article I was reading, and it and it was kind of one of those gotcha moments because I'm thinking I'm like wow this is a valid point, and I'm gonna throw the question out to you, Brad. Yep, yep. When is the last time you could remember a Walker killing a character? Um. I don't remember. What do you have the answer? I don't have the answer. Like, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Wow." Was it season? Five? I saw it actually just not too far before we jumped on our podcaster. But I'm I don't just know thinking, if anyone died I in season six. I don't. Yeah, not I think because that because that was the season where they were just completely badass um, uh, zombie killers and like saying nothing can stop us. We're too badass. As the, yeah, that was I mean, the. N- not that I'm disappointed about it, but. In a way, it kind of makes sense because as these characters now mature they're and become more, they're not running from the water. They're right. going right at them and they're killing them. They're not running from them like we've seen in the past. Right. They're not trying to avoid them like we've seen in the past. Now they've they they know what needs to happen. And not to mention, if you think about it, walkers have been around for so long. Like they're like keep bees. rotting. You yeah. know, and they're like bees. More importantly, but um. You are right, but you have to remember, season six was all about them being unstoppable badasses as they try and take out and figure out who the saviors are before their huge fall to where they are now on their back feet and on the run from the saviors. They, we might be due. Someone might be due for a, for a, to be a, a walker's um, a snack. A walker snack. I like it. Yeah. We'll see. Um, obviously, their mid-season break is coming up here shortly. So. Yeah. By the time we have another podcast, we'll probably be beyond the midseason breaks. So yeah. I'm hoping for something good to happen at the midseason finale. Like, I would love another cliffhanger. But I what don't kind know of how, a cliffhanger do you think we can get? How can they get another cliffhanger after the one they gave to us last year? I just don't see what they I'm can do. I'm talking about a midseason cliffhanger. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm sort of wanting – I know this is very cruel of me with Christmas coming up. But I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Negan smashing someone's head again. Well, right as deck the, the right halls. As the not saying, not saying to keep it a secret of who he kills, but just him killing somebody. Like, and wow. uh, wondering what the ramifications will be. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of that might have value. I'm trying to think of what could have value other than you know maybe them getting some juicy information on how to stop Negan. But he's just a sociopath, so what can they have? Unless you know they find a Howitzer. Yeah. You want to come after us, Negan? Punk. <laughs> uh, it's possible. We'll see. Do you have a good prediction for a mid-season finale? Like I have like nothing. I mean, you pretty much took it. That I think they kind of wrote themselves in a corner here for anything really shocking because they took out two people in one episode. So, Or or maybe, maybe the finale, sti- Rick's, Rick kind of uncovers... Some sort of flaw into into Negan's. I don't know. Maybe Daryl um uh, makes his 
break um, uh, in the at, in the middle of the episode, and we're w- left wondering if he made it out. That's the only thing. Or D- Daryl says, "I am Negan." One of those things. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, we kind of have this badass moment where maybe Daryl is... Completely brainwashed. Oh, yeah, maybe he's, like, brainwashed. But as a fan, we're watching Daryl, and we're like, he's not brainwashed. He's going to turn and and kill the... He's going to turn and kill the guy on his right, and instead, he just... I'm Negan. (laughs) And then he kills someone um, uh, from Alexandria. Yeah, that's possible. I am a cruel master. Dance. As we um, close Let's out. Let's move it on to yes. some uh, WB Network. See, w- WB, the WB. WB Network, the Warner Brother DC C- comic. CW, but, brah, it's the Arrowverse. Four-part episode, well, three-part. Let's be honest, because the Supergirl episode, while fun and was a nice little um, story, didn't really, it was more it a prologue. It really tie into the crossover. It was a prologue. Yeah. I mean, you got to see the Fishers forming... But until um, uh, the very end, we didn't see anything to do with the main narrative that we would be dealing with. Uh, yeah, one thing that was sort of revealed I want to bring up real quick with Supergirls, uh, Monel seems to be holding a secret. Yes. Um, I mean, do you have any guesses of what he could be hiding? Um, well, I thought we knew that he isn't really royalty. And that was um, uh, his secret. No, I mean, I feel like there's more to that, but maybe well, not. Maybe, maybe not. Well, I'm... Uh, let us um, move on to the real beginning, which was the Flash episode. And I have to say one thing before we get too deep into this, because I had made a prediction a couple weeks ago on Twitter right away when Cisco vibed that he saw him and Caitlin fighting. I made this prediction that we were being fooled and that the vibe he got while it was them fighting, Cisco was not the good guy in that one. That Cisco goes bad and Caitlin starts using her powers for good. Because all we saw was a fight scene. We didn't see any context. Just saw them fighting and that's it. We have no idea what was happening, but as we will get to later on, that may not um, happen now, but whatever. But the, um, the Flash episode, obviously, we finally get to see who the aliens are as Barry is pretty much called right into action as a meteor falls to Earth and a bunch of uh, white aliens run on out. Yeah, just come, come right on. Welcome, make yourself a home. Yep. And like straight up, like right out of Mars Attacks. Just boom, boom, <laughs> boom. And then we see him assemble the um, super team uh, very quickly, which I liked that a lot because part of me was worried. Well, I like how the first guy he goes to is Arrow. Oh, of that's course. That's his homeboy. That, that's his guy. That is his guy, his main homie, and they stick together throughout that episode. But I just like that they did it quickly rather than making it be over the cross of the whole episode and uh, pad and pad and pad. And we got to see some cool fights in the first episode. Yeah, and we also got um, we also got a good um, another good basically plot hole fill where we're wondering how Supergirl can get played into this. Since she's technically on a different Earth. Earth 38, by the way. Yeah. There's going to be a quiz. We're going to ask you at the end, what Earth is Supergirl from? Earth 38. 38. Um, but they find a breach, way to get... Yes, and Cisco can use his powers Yep. to go get her. So... And they uh, come back, and 
obviously the team gets assembled. Did you? Um, uh, I'm sure everyone noticed it. Did you notice the um, what the hangar building looked like? Oh, Hall of Justice. The Hall of Justice. It was it was a nice little um, uh, um uh, nod to the cartoon. I yeah. liked it. Uh, we also saw Wally become a speedster. Yes, uh, Wally is now a speedster. He is not quite Kid Flash yet. Is, he will be. <laughs> he, well, will he? There are some uh, theories which I will we can touch on at the end of this episode as uh, they will get back into regularly scheduled um, crime fighting next week. But basically, um, uh, the first episode was setting up the Dominators as a threat, and they certainly were as they were able to basically mind control everyone except Barry and uh, Oliver because they weren't there. They did not have a chance to get brainwashed which meant Wally did have to be drafted into service as Barry and Holly were quite outnumbered and outmatched. Yeah. But Uh, it was a fun episode that had a lot of good action scenes and saw Kara kicking everyone's butt in the training sessions. That was cool. That was fun. Yeah, I I think it's awesome to see all of them together. I like this. And what what this um, uh, four-part episode makes me think, I realize at the end of it, um. Kara got the token that makes the crossovers episodes happen whenever they want. I was really hoping, what I was really hoping for from this event was not that, and just something that shattered the um, uh, breach between the two dimensions and just made it so they were all in the same universe. Yeah. And to be quite honest, that's what I was hoping for from this episode, from this um, arc. Not getting that is a little bit disappointing because it's like, okay, so now they're all on the same network. We don't need to have this arbitrary gap between the universes have it be some kind of cataclysmic event that makes it so earth 38 and earth one merge and everyone exists together now well and i I, I don't necessarily think it's out of the question because the flashpoint idea is still in play and and i know this is kind of going away from comic book storylines but but with flashpoint basically consequences of of things can can still come out and, right. and we are still seeing some some consequences from right. flashpoint and maybe maybe something happens because they pulled kara out of her universe yeah into this universe maybe the um, and uh, since this universe is post flashpoint maybe it messes with something oh who knows what she might be returning to we actually i know when almost because supergirl is on its break now they just did their mid-season finale yeah if she was returning to something bad though i think we would have saw that at the end of the episode good point but we will see um the first episode of this let's say just a three-part um, uh, event ended with them uh defeating the dominator's first plan but all the non-metahumans were abducted which led us straight into arrow episode 100 which while maybe not um adding much to this um uh, dominator storyline was a love letter to everyone that stuck with Arrow for all 100 episodes. Not me. What didn't you <laughs> like? I have to go and watch it. I haven't watched Arrow 100 yet, but I oh, watch it. Oh, well, it was a fun Wait, episode. Tell me. I don't care. Spoil it. Spoil okay, it well, you remember that one episode of Batman the Animated Series where um, it looks like his parents are still alive? Oh, yeah. Basically that. Everything, everyone is um, uh, has a happy life. Um, uh Thea is with Roy. Ali is with um, uh, Laurel. Laurel. Diggle is Green Arrow in that universe. So 
Diggle still gets the short end of the um, straw in that regard. He's still got his Magneto helmet. No, he's uh, no, he's Arrow. So he's the guy that's running around um, shooting people in the shin with an arrow. All right. But no, it's um, the idyllic universe for Oliver. Yeah. And obviously, leaving that universe is what um, becomes the conflict. Do they want to leave this perfect world, even though it's fake? Yeah. That's all. That's always the question in one of those ones. And then they make their escape, and everyone has a good time. Because they escape, and they set up episode four of this four-part series, which gets concluded on DC's Legends of uh, Tomorrow, which, admittedly until now, I hadn't watched much of. Uh, I heard there was a Stranger Things shout-out in that episode. I missed it. Apparently, Cisco asked Felicity... Uh, as they're they're just randomly doing something, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Have you seen Stranger Things?" Oh, well, yeah. Well, so I, I guess it's one of those things where you really got to catch it. It's a little bit of an Easter egg, but that's awesome. No, the best Easter egg was it came at the end of the episode where Kara says, "Um, uh, Ray Palmer looks like her cousin." Of course, the character that play the guy who plays Ray Palmer was Superman in Brandon Ruth. Yes, was Superman in Superman Returns. By yes. the way. And I love that little one. And he said to um, someone else, that Kara girl looks like my cousin. <laughs> and That's they both said it. It was a fun little um, uh, nod little to nod. people, to the people who watched it. And I, the, the end of it, you know, everyone finally comes together. Oliver tries to push Kara away because she's an alien. And Kara ends up saying, saving Oliver. And good guys win, bad guys lose. And um, Cisco learns that how easy it is to screw up the future because he showed compassion to one of the Dominators, and because of that, the future got altered. So that's um, unfortunately pretty much probably kills my um, uh, guess that in the vibe that Cisco got, it was good Caitlin, bad Cisco, and maybe we just saw it um, uh, two weeks ago in the episode Killer Frost, but still. I was uh, an idea to have, and hopefully I'm a... Well, we don't know what's really going on in their minds. I mean, anything can change. Oh, things like, can change. Their, their, and intent, their intent is, might appear to be something, but... I'm going to still different. stick with it until proven wrong at the end of the season that um, in that flash forward that Cisco got, he was the bad guy and Caitlin was the good guy, because I think making Caitlin the bad guy was too obvious, and I don't think we saw that scene yet. That's just me personally, like I said, but... um. Talking about going forward, uh, next week is the mid-season finale for Flash and for Arrow. We'll st- um, uh, stay on Flash. There are a lot of people that think Wally might be Savistar. Because I've, cause look at yeah, how quickly... Everybody wants him to be Kid Flash, so But look why how not quickly just... his speed is developing. He's developing it faster. And wouldn't that prove get go to his head and make him think he's a god? And I do kind of like the fact that Julian is not a willing bad guy. They did the, the he is the, um, a bad guy, but he doesn't want to be. He's clearly being forced and has no choice in the matter. They because they could have gone with the um, obvious obvious choice with that. Oh, this new guy from the that you didn't know from the last reality is also the bad guy. Big twist there, DC. Yes, he did end up being the bad guy, but he's not a willing one. Yeah, I think they're going to reveal. Uh, obviously, I feel like Supergirl, well, just all these shows, they seem to always want to kind of reveal something, give you something, give you something at the at the mid-season finale. 
I, th- I think that's where we're gonna. I think we're gonna see something there. Last five minute reveal. Something big is going to happen. I have. I don't know if it's gonna be whether um uh, Barry finds out Julian is um uh, alchemy, or if we find out who um uh, Savistar really is. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm looking forward to it. And we're going to have to discuss that, I guess, in two weeks? Yeah, uh, coming up on the podcast, we definitely got a couple of uh, – uh, we'll have a, maybe a break or two here and there. But we will catch up on the midseason finales. Um, also, as we approach Christmas and the end of the year, maybe we'll just kind of do something a little fun for, for that. Which reminds me, last year – me and Brad went through our top five Christmas movies. Yeah. And we don't want to recycle that, but you can easily, if you go to our podcast website, you can mm-hmm. scroll down and you can find that top five Christmas movie podcast. Um, Podbean.com uh, slash Hillcrest Duo. The Hillcrest Duo. Just search us on Podbean and you can find that Christmas episode. Uh, real quick thought before we go. Westworld. Oh, my God. I'm loving this show. You see, for and me, it's, it's just so too much. strange. But for me, it. it's too much thinking, and I want to be able to not think on a Sunday night. But we'll have to discuss that. I another- on a Wednesday night like I do. We'll have to discuss that another time. You have been listening to the Hillcrest Duo as I am usurping your hosting duties on accident. Yes. You're Brad Risto at Outsider Brad on Twitter. You're Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter. We are the Hillcrest Duo. Thanks for tuning in. Episode 50 coming your way very soon.